Hello everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. And here's a message about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia. This episode is also sponsored by Boot Computers based in Gorakin, New South Wales, Australia. They are a Microsoft registered refurbisher. So for all of your computer needs, whether it's you need networking, you need Um, data recovery, you need new computers, you need old computers, you want them fixed, you want anything to do with computers, head over to Boot Computers in Gorakin, New South Wales, Australia. Tell them CJ from the Final Tackle Podcast sent you. This episode is proudly partnered with NRL Universe. For all of your rugby league news, be it NRL, NRLW, Super League and more, head over to their website or their Facebook page to be updated on all things league related. They also have a lot of awesome podcasts on their website, including ours, as well as the Locker Room and Six Tackles with Gus Gould. So be sure to head over to their website. It's the best place to get your rugby league news fixed. We are joined by dual premiership winning powerhouse prop from the 1980s, Paul Dunn. Thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast. There you go. So let's get stuck into it, I guess. Uh, first question is, you began your career with Eastern Suburbs, now known as Sydney Roosters. What was it like for you to make your debut with such a high-profile club? Oh, I was just excited because I grew up in the bush and you know, I'd only seen probably six or seven games alive in my life before I came to Sydney and then came down trial, played President's Cup and got graded the next year and the first week I ran on for two minutes of first grade so yeah, it was pretty good. Wow, that's intense. They weren't so much a powerhouse in 84 though, unfortunately. (laughs) No, that's fair enough. Um, You then went to the Bulldogs where you had quite a string of of successes winning a grand final, receiving a Clive Churchill medal. What was your experience like at Canterbury? Uh, It was completely different from the Roosters. It was much more professional. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a winning attitude um, and there was a culture of success, so they sort of they um, you learned the right things. You know, everyone there was an attitude of training that everyone had to put in, and if you weren't, you sort of got highlighted more by the players than by the staff. Yep. So that sort of all played out. There was a lot of you know funny years like 1987, 1989, where um, the nepotism would come to the fore, and <laughs> you know yep. the, the administration didn't like the those coaches so we had to get rid of them and yeah so it's quite funny when they call it the family club it's quite dysfunctional at times <laughs> just like, like a family, family. <laughs> yeah nice um what was pre-season training like back then and how do you think it differs from the pre-season training of nowadays um well, i don't really get a lot to see a lot of what they do now but um mm-hmm. back then it was still you know the first year i played it was pretty much you know, Tuesday night, Thursday night, maybe something on the weekends. Um, there were a lot of road runs, um, yep. bit of skill work um, coming up towards the season, but there was a lot of fitness work the first sort of six to eight weeks. And you really only started training 
sort of mid-November, yep. say in 983, 84. Mm-hmm. And then as it went on, it got you know, more into you know late October, but it was still very much um, fitness related rather than school. You know, really didn't start doing weights properly till I went to Penrith, and that was in 1991. Yeah. Um, before then, if you did weights, it was you might have done them in the pre-season with the club. That was sort of a couple of years, or you just did it on your own. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, and speaking of Penrith. When you played for them, you won a premiership in 1991 with them with the likes of Mark Geyer and Roy Simmons at your side in the club. Uh, was it just as sweet when you won with them as it was when you won with Canterbury, or was it even more so? Uh, no, oh, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Winning it with Canterbury was pretty special because I'd been there for three years and was really good mates with them, and that was my first year at Penrith. And, um, yep. And I felt a little, and I didn't live at Penrith, so I was a bit like an outsider. Mm-hmm. And I got replaced halfway through the second half because I tried to decapitate David Barnhill twice. <laughs> I got him the second time, um, so I was filthy with Gus because I got replaced. I had to get him replaced. Um, to me, that was a sign. That, you know, that was not a good sign. So yeah, I was angry for a couple of days after that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so I got a few fun sort of questions before we get back in about back into it about your career. Um, how do you like your steak to be cooked? Medium rare. Yes, that's the best way to have it. Um, did you have any pre-game rituals? Uh, for a long while, I used to have um, banana sandwiches. Okay. Um, that was my pre-game meal. No, just warm up, get strapped, get rubbed down, get dressed, and warm up was nothing like what it is now. Yeah. The last few years that I played, they started to do a little bit of contact before you went on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm going, don't do that. I might get hurt. I've got to go out and play football. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, what would be your favourite beer to drink? Uh, at the moment, probably Surfy or Kosciuszko. Oh, nice. And one last fun question is, uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Whiskey. Whiskey? Nice. <laughs> you then, after you had your time at Penrith, headed over and finished your career at Sydney City Roosters, but you also had some time at Parramatta. Was it always your aim or goal to finish your career where it started with um, Eastern Suburbs, or did it just happen to pan out like that for you? No, it panned out. Like, the second year at Penrith was pretty bad because that was the year Ben Alexander died. It's pretty not a good year out there at all, with a lot of infighting and stuff. And then, uh, so I went to Parramatta. I would have preferred to go back to Bulldogs, but Bullfrog didn't want to know about it. Um, <laughs> so I played three years at Parramatta, and I would have liked to have kept playing because... They signed, you know, Jimmy Dimmick and Dean Pay, Jason Smith, all those guys, and then they decided that I wasn't the right, that I was past it. So I retired for a week, and then Gus rang me up and said, "Do you want to come play here?" And he coached me at Canterbury, and he coached me at Penrith. So, um, and they bought in the unlimited interchange that year. So, uh, yeah, I had no intention of going back to the Roosters, but it was good to finish there. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Because we finished in the semi-finals rather than coming second last at Parramatta. Yeah, nah, that's honestly much better season for sure. Then, um, in your opinion, how did the 2019 season go as a whole? Um, I think the football's better. There's less wrestle. Uh, you've actually they start to play a little bit more football. It's less structured. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually talking to someone about the grand final today. You know, the, the issue with the um, ball going into the trainer, that was probably the biggest turn. Yeah, the rest of the game, I thought it was a great grand final. Oh, it was great. Second game, Origin was good. Um, the international footies coming back to the fore, which I think is really good. Oh, definitely. I think this, some Australian players aren't paying it the um, respect that it's 
deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my big sort of concerns is what's happening with junior footy and those sort of things because I think there's far too much emphasis on the top and not enough on the bottom. Yes. And if you don't have kids coming through, who's going to play the game? If Otherwise, we'll end up, you know... Dying out. ...being all the Pacific Islanders. Yeah. Um, are there any rules in the current game that you think need to either be changed, re-implemented, or removed altogether? I'd love to see scrums being competitive again, but that isn't going to happen. Mm. Um, Agreed. That was, that was a good part of the game. I was. Well, I mean, I wasn't alive when it was still competitive, but I, watching it, you know, the days of old of the Winfield Cup videos and stuff, it looked, it it, it would have rivaled Rugby Union scrums back in the day. I oh, know, they were completely different, but um, it was a lot of fun if you were in there. Mm. Um, I was on, I suppose you were the on the offensive rather than getting bashed. Um, <laughs> I think they should go back to one referee. Agreed. Um, and what else would they do? I'd be, bring back the competition into play ball, play the ball so that you could actually strike in the play ball. There's a, all those little competitive things like scrums, the ruck area, they've removed all those and it's sort of, they've um, oh, sanitised the game too much. I think they've taken out a lot of what made the game interesting. Yeah, uh, and you know the fact that everyone's now so fit and they train full time, the the you know if you go back and look through history, a lot of the really good players were really good because they trained extra. Like everyone else that trained two or three nights a week, yep. they'd be doing four or five nights a week. Yeah, so they were just fitter than everybody else. So okay, they had more skill, but then they were fitter to be able to um, implement that. And now it's sort of a lot of that's taken away. Coaches overcoach. Mm-hmm. Because they're full time, so they've got to come up with ideas of how you know we cut down mistakes. When you look at you know Flatrell Mitchell doesn't flick that pass, the Roosters don't win the grand final. Um, a lot of coaches would coach that out of him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like it, it, you don't want to go back and say there were a lot of problems with the game in the past, but I think sometimes watching those old games where the game flowed and. I float a lot more so and a lot more freely back in, back in like the eighties and mid to late nineties as well. Yeah. Um. Just got a few. And, um, oh, sorry. No, the no. last one is the bring the interchanges back to six. Yeah, agreed. I was talking to Don McKinnon earlier in a in the interview this morning, and he reckons they should scrap the interview interview. Sorry. Um. Interchange altogether and just make it a, you know emergency replacements for you know injuries and HIA and whatnot. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I think the interchange six was good. Mm-hmm. There was an you still gave the big boppers an opportunity, but you brought fatigue into the game. And a lot of our game was um, built on fatigue. Yes, it was. The interchange and getting players super fit has taken a lot of that out. So mm-hmm. the smaller guys aren't as effective. You, know, you look at um, you know Joe Thomas played the eighty-eight grand final at seventy-eight kilos as a hooker. Yeah, he wouldn't get a start now. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't, he wouldn't even get looked at. He yeah. wouldn't be playing. You wouldn't be playing under twenties at that way, no. um, and I know people are getting bigger and all that sort of thing, but not thirty kilos bigger. It's sort of ridiculous. It is a little bit. Um, there's just a few more questions. We've got one actually from one of our f- final tackle team members, Mikey. He asks if you're still doing the riding to fight for kids with cancer cycle challenge. Yeah, I did that. That's in October, so I raised eighty eight hundred bucks this year. Um, wow. Rode five hundred kilometres. Wow, congratulations and such a solid effort for such a wonderful, you know, organization and charity. So thank you very much. Yeah, it is a good journey. Pleasure. For sure. Um, and 
I have two two more questions. Uh, oh no, actually, yeah, two questions and one question and a statement. Really, um, is there anything you miss and don't miss about playing the game? Oh, I suppose miss hanging around with the guys and the camaraderie and all that sort of stuff. Um, don't miss about playing a game, pre-season training, um, <laughs> yep. getting a new one torn if you made a mistake, you know, during a video session, something like that. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, that's no, fair enough. I've just been—I was incredibly lucky to be able to play the game, and you know, got a lot out of it, and I still do because I'm on the board at the Bulldogs. So, um, being able to give back's been good too. For sure. Um, and this is just a generalised statement. Um, oh, actually, it's kind of a question you could say. Um, is there any advice that you have for the young kids coming up and wanting to hope, you know, to crack the NRL sort of thing? Um, listen to the coach because they're the ones who are going to make ultimately make the decision about you. So do what you're told to do. Make sure that you're as fit as possible. I remember I read in Greg Mullane, first year I was in Sydney, I was at uni, and he said, oh, you know, big guy do you play footy and I said yeah I'm playing at the Roosters President's Cup and he said how do you go I said oh pretty good but I just don't like training he said mate if you're going to be any good you've got to love training and that stuck with me for the next 13 years yep that was invaluable because I just I only had two speeds slow and very slow so I trained (laughs) it slow yep and but I was always fit and that helped me get through you know I was able to play for a long time and at a high level yeah, for sure. Um, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the Final Tackle Podcast. All right, pleasure. Bye-bye.